sitting at three and three. You can look at all the good things. You can look at all the bad things. But one thing in particular has stuck out for BC football. We'll get into all of that on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment matter more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So when we're looking at BC football in this season, they're three and three. You know, you'd hope that they were four and four and two you know, with losses to Louisville and, and FSU, and you, you'd you say they're on the right track, but they're not. And that, at points, has been very disappointing. It feels like things might be getting back closer to getting on track after beating UVA and Army, but still you have people, and myself included, that are still concerned going into the second half of the season. You look at what they've done. We had Parker Fleming on yesterday, Stats of War on Twitter, who dived into EPA and offensive efficiency and all that good stuff. And you look at the basic stat that has really stood out to me for this team this year is the rushing stats and how much they've improved. Now let's just look at numbers really quick. Last year, Boston college ran for 759 yards on 363 attempts for a whopping total of 2.09 yards per average last and literally all of that they're just they were they were averaging 63 yards per game that was bad we all know why we saw the offensive line we know that dave duguglielmo uh, the googs was not the right answer at offensive line coach and then halfway went out <clears throat> he got J- uh, christian mahogany to stay along he brought in uh, kyle hergel and logan taylor guys got healthy and here's what the stats look like right now just basic raw stats for you. They have 1,162 yards. They're averaging 4.59 yards per carry and averaging 193 yards per game. That's good for 27th in the country. Now, earlier this year, I'm going to tell you, I said that BC, I think it was their rushing stat, they would be in the top half of the country. Nowhere in my wildest imagination did I think they would be close to a top 25. And they will be a top 25 by the end of this year. The way that they're running right now, they're going to be a top 25 rushing attack. Now, yes, some of that is um, Thomas Castellanos. When you have a quarterback rushing for 500 yards and he's averaging 5.1 and he's leading the country in rushing yards, you're going to have a, a pretty dynamic offense. But it's not just Castellanos that's really stepping up. Look at listen to the difference between what Pat Garwo has done in 52 rushes this year. He's averaging 5.19 yards per carry compared to last year when he averaged 3.05. So you can see there, you know, a big, big difference. It's a two yard difference every time he touches the ball. On top of that, you have guys like Kai Robichaud, and he has been a, a favorite of mine. Uh, this season, when you have when you you look at what they were going to bring in, they were going to bring in Baishal Tutin, 
who uh, was just named ACC Returner of the Week for Virginia Tech. We'll see him at, at in Chestnut Hill in a couple of weeks. It was a tough loss for BC. I, I remember when I was covering it, <clears throat> he was scheduled to move in to BC. And at the last second, because of the way the, tr- the transfer rules work, he decided to change his mind. He hadn't signed yet. He hadn't signed his uh, financial aid scholarship work. He left. And so I was like, oh, gosh, what is BC going to do now? Are they going to have to, you know, dive into some, you know, really uh, low, lower, you know, lower ceiling guys? And Kai Robichaud came up and I was like, oh, cool. That's, a, you know, he's he had some some plays for Western Kentucky. You, you know, you thought maybe he could bring some stuff and he has. I go back to that Florida State game with with Robichaud and he showed what he could bring. Now, <clears throat> there were some major big runs there against a very good defensive line uh, with the Seminoles. And he consistently on third down was able to move the sticks for BC at the end. He didn't, he, he missed on one, but when you're, when you're playing with fire like that, you're going to get burned every now and then. Right. But he's been a revelation. Now, after that game, you know, he missed the UVA game. He was in the boot because he got the crap kicked out of him against Florida state. And he missed, I think he missed the Louisville game too. He's been a, you know, he came back in and he had an excellent end to that army game. You know, he was big in that key block to, to, to spring uh, Castellanos in that, in that touchdown to, to win it. Right. So you now have a, a legitimate running attack. And I think the, the point I want to make here is, yeah, you want to see them throw the ball more, but Jeff Halfley has said, for the last three years, one of the things he wanted to do was run the football. His team is able to run the football right now. Now there's a lot of things they can't do <laughs> like play defense, uh, but they're running the ball. They're able to do that. And that's imp- what they've done is impressive. And it's, it's on the players. Obviously when you see Castellanos do that in the offensive line, guys like George Takis deserves it too. I mean, he gets a lot of crap. But that guy has made some really good blocks. Uh, he gets good run block grades. Uh, George Takis and, and and the staff. You know, Matt Applebaum, for BC fans, was a lightning rod when they rehired him. Look what he's done with this offensive line. They're very good. You've got Christian Mahogany, obviously, but Kyle Hergel has slipped right in. Ozzy Trapilo, when he's healthy, has been awesome. Drew Kendall has been very good. Logan Taylor has been fine. He's not anything special, but your offensive line went from God awful to very good. And some of that, you can't not give Applebaum and Halfley credit for figuring out how to fix that because it's been a major revelation for this team. And as I said, there's a lot of games left to be played tomorrow's show. We'll look at bowl eligibility with this team talking about whether they could still make a bowl game. We'll look at what games they have left and all that good stuff. But I wanted to talk about the run game because I, you know, it, it won them the army game it, that between what Garo did and what Castellanos did that, that won the army game for them. And if they didn't have, if they weren't able to run the ball, that would have been, that would have been an ugly, ugly, ugly matchup for them. And in a moment, we're going to be done talking football for a little bit. Because I've, you know, we've had some guests. We had Mitch on the last couple of days, Mitchell Wolf of Eagle Insider. 
We had, you know, Parker Fleming, but I wanted to talk about basketball because basketball's kicking off, uh, you know, dry, you know uh, tipping off, excuse me, in about three weeks. And I want to go over one really big storyline that I think is going to be super important to watch for because it could be a big game changer if this player is ready to go. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Now, Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets when they snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. This is guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. <clears throat> the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including pl- spreads, player props, which is what I was – I had a field day with this lot the other night when the uh, Raiders played the Packers – I saw AJ Dillon on there and I was, and I knew Aaron Jones wasn't going to play. I was like, Oh, he's going to score a touchdown. So I put a little wager on uh, an anytime touchdown for AJ Dillon hit that one felt pretty good. And it was a nice little uh, win for me uh, for my weekend. So you can win too. when you visit fanduelcom slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. This is locked on BC, AJ black. We're talking hear about some basketball BC kicks spot. I keep saying that tips off their season in about a month on November 6th against Fairfield. And this is a big season for the Eagles. They have their star player back. Quinton post is ready to roll. And when you have a center that can play the way he can, that can score the way he can and, and what he does for the, everyone else on that roster, the Eagles should be, a team that's that is on a lot of uh, you know bubble lot watches and maybe even even in some bracketologies when we get into it, they just got to start winning some games. Now the big question mark for me this season is going to be the depth of this team. You've got going probably into the season a starting five, a post, and it depends on if they go big or, or small. McLaughlin, Ligby. Um, MJ Harris, their transfer from Charleston Southern and Jaden Zachary. Uh, you, you're going to, pro- you could possibly go with, um, sorry, you could possibly go with one of your other, uh, sophomore guards, but I think the name that I'm worried about that I think people are putting a lot of stock into is DJ hand. Now, if you don't know, BC recruiting, you're like, who's DJ Hand? He didn't play all that, all that. He didn't play at all last year, right? DJ Hand was a four-star guard that BC brought in because he could score, and he was ready to start and play right away. And he hurt himself in the second game of the season. Uh, he slipped, I think, on on the on the parquet, and he tore his he tore his knee, and he was done. Now, I've seen a lot of folks talking about this upcoming season and putting him into plans, and I want to caution that. He had a very significant knee injury, and when they traveled to Italy and Spain this this summer, he didn't play, and he still, you know, he was still watching on the sidelines. He was, he was like um, Earl Grant. Earl Grant's on a scooter right now. He tore his Achilles um, right before that trip. <laughs> Hand is not going to – I would be surprised – Given the severity of his injury, and it's a knee injury, right? That's a that's a significant injury in basketball. He tore it in October, November, the Detroit Mercy game. It takes about 12 months 
and then you can get back to starting to get ready to go to full speed. If I were a betting man, if this was a, a wager I could make on FanDuel, I would say that hand probably won't be usable until probably, you know, the, the start of the real ACC schedule. You know, he's going to, it's going to take a while to get him going. And yeah, he may come back and play a few minutes here or there, but he may look rusty. So he's going to be an important factor because you need scoring. You lost Makai Ashton Lankford, who's a different type of score, but he's a valuable. He was, I think, it was the number two on the team last year in scoring. He's gone, so you need someone to pick that up, and it could be Prince Oligby, it could be, you know, MJ Harris. But if you're thinking it's going to be Donald Hand, I don't think that's the right answer yet. But here's what I want to say about him, and this is what I think is important to note. While I am skeptical about what he can do to start the season, and we'll wait to see what Earl Grant says when he starts talking to the press about more about this. I think once he's going, he's going to be a very valuable commodity for BC. And he may not start, and maybe you don't want him starting. If you got veterans like Zachary and and Harris out there that can that can man the 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 front court at uh, the back court, excuse me you could be all set to have hand come off the bench for you. But what he brings is something that BC didn't have last year. He's a scorer. He's a shooter. He's a guy that can stretch the floor. And that is super valuable off the, off the bench because you had Mason Madsen last year and he, he struggled. He didn't do what you thought he would do. He shot 30% from three point range, which is not what you want from a spot three point shooter. You need a guy that's a lot more accurate that than that. And if Madsen struggles again, it's going to be a guy like Hand that's going to have to step up and can make some of those shots as well. I don't expect him to be a three-point shooter, but he's going to be a scorer for you. And I think he will when the stretch goes down. And that's going to be a valuable commodity for BC because his teams are getting a little dinged up or you know guys are needing rest uh, as they hit more of the conference schedule. BC could be getting a valuable contributor back just at the right moment. So hopefully the rest of the program stays healthy. <laughs> the last thing I need to hear about is, is, is Quentin post in a boot again. That was, the, that was the horror story last year. It was post and it was a Ligby. They both got hurt early. They've been showing practice films and, and, Post is over there dunking. All the guys are out there dunking. They're all doing Friends of the Heights NIL stuff too. So I think they're going to be healthy. The big key though will be whether Donald Hand will be healthy at some point this season. He, There's a lot of hype behind this kid. He's one of BC's top recruits last year. Between him and Oligby, they're going to need somebody to step up. We'll, can't wait to see what happens there. Now in our final segment, we're going to turn it over and talk about college hockey. BC hockey started their season off on Saturday with a big win against a very good team. I'll tell you why we're excited. All of, uh, we're excited again to talk about hockey here on locked on BC in just a moment. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So what you need to do, add your job and purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. We've had some great episodes this week. If you've not listened to them, go back on your podcast feed. Go back on YouTube and check them out. And for all of you that are everydayers that listen to Locked on BC religiously because you enjoy it, thank you all so much. You are the lifeblood of this podcast, and I love each and every one of you. And thank you all who have tried it out for the first time. You guys are great as well. So Saturday kicked off our BC men's hockey season. BC women's hockey started the day before where they played the reigning national champions, Wisconsin, and they got smoked 12 to two, but it was different from the men's on, on Saturday as they traveled to Connecticut and they played the national champ, defending national champions, Quinnipiac. And the, you know, BC came in at number six in the country. Quinnipiac was number two. BC ends up winning this game. Cutter Gauthier uh, shot, got a, a goal with nine and a half seconds left in overtime to beat Quinnipiac. Why was this a big deal? Well, obviously they're defending national champions. Quinnipiac hadn't lost. I think it was 17 games at home. They were perfect since February of 2022. BC went in there and they, they, they downed them. They did it with two timely goals. Andre Gasso scored in the first cor- uh, first period on a shorthanded goal, but it was freshman goalie Jacob Fowler who was standing on his head with 29 saves on 30 shots. And BC was perfect on the power play kill with 7-7 seven to seven on the night, blocking 13 shots. So it was an overall a very strong game. And we've had, you know, BC Hockey Blogger is on our site, Eagle Insider, talking about more of the details of this. He knows all the hockey ins and outs. Just if you like Mitch with football, you're going to love BC Hockey Blogger because he talks it up too. So BC gets this big win. They knock off the national champions in the season opener. They are now the number four team in the country. And they have a much easier opponent in Long Island University on Saturday this week, uh, sorry, on Friday, they're playing Friday at home. So that's going to be a nice home game for BC to kind of get another nice win under them. Uh, Cotter Gothier was named uh, hockey's player of the week and Jacob Fowler was goaltender of the week. So there was a couple great um, accolades for the Eagles too. It feels good. Doesn't it? I, one of the thing I love to say about BC hockey, it's been a while since they felt like the elite team in hockey East. You know, there was a while where they were decent. Those last couple Jerry York years and last year, especially where they were just like kind of in the middle. Any team felt like they could take out the Eagles at any point. Now, Greg Brown goes out and he brings in in 
a very, very good top of the, you know, blue chip recruiting class with three guys that are first rounders and Jacob Fowler, a very good goalie. And all of a sudden BC is back in the top and you feel like this could be a, a special season. BU is very good as well, but BC is going to be right there. They're going to be dominating teams like the, the Vermonts and the Maines and, and teams that haven't been good the last couple of years that BC has struggled to put away. They're going to be right there with them again. And watching good BC hockey it, it is a, a, a habit of – it's like a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't want to say guilty pleasure, but it's like when it's winter, I can sit, you know, light a fire and watch BC hockey in my living room. It doesn't beat that. Like it's so good. Um, and it's something that's very BC. Like when I talk to some of the other locked on guys from around the country, ma- many of them don't get what college hockey's all about. And then until they come and see a, a hockey game, I've had a couple friends that, you know, are media members and they're like, Oh, that was so much fun. College hockey's great. And we're going to be talking about it more and more on our show, because I think this is going to be a big year. And I know a lot of folks out there are ready to talk about this season. I will be there talking about it. We're going to have BC hockey blogger on at some point, uh, hopefully soon to give his perspective on things. It's going to be a great season. So again, tomorrow's show, we'll talk about BC and bowl eligibility. I know some of you are like, Oh, I don't want to talk about that. They've only won three games. We got to get into it. We have to talk about it. We'll get into that and anything else breaking with BC sports. We'll have it covered here on locked on BC. Thank you all so much for listening to our show Please recommend us to your friends and family. Hit that like button and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247, and we'll see you all again soon. Check us out again. Thanks again. Take care.